Hello, fit friends, and welcome to Omega Sports, an active point of view with Mimi. I'm Mimi, and this podcast is for the woman who wears so many hats she doesn't have a head for it. She's a mother, a daughter, wife, friend, activist, employee, and oftentimes she also owns a business, but she's still finding a way and the time to be fit. So here we are. Omega Sports is proud to be your neighborhood sports store, helping local runners run more, move more, and play more. And with more than four decades of serving North Carolinians, Omega Sports always gears you up to compete to win. So here we are again. I'm going to tell you about this podcast and how I got here. was tired of the way I looked and the way that I felt. I wasn't judging myself based on anyone else. I just didn't feel good about myself. And honestly, what happened is I had my second child. I stood in the mirror one day and the woman that was looking back at me did not look like the person I thought I used to be. Well, fast forward, I now recognize that as postpartum depression Yeah, that's right. I can admit it. And so can so many other women out here. So that was what started my journey to returning to fitness. Because yeah, I stopped. I stopped working out and it showed. And now here I am running towards my purpose. And today I have a very, very special guest, Sharon Mosley. She's a therapist, so she's going to help us. And she's also the owner of the Fit Talk. Sharon, I need you to say hi to the people. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I know I caught you off guard, right? So, right. Yeah. In this episode, you're really going to help us. We want to talk about the mental aspect before we jump into the physical aspect of working out and what we, the results that we'll get. Because I think oftentimes people like to treat them separately, but really the two go hand in hand. Would you not agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. You are exactly right, which is how I even arrived at this place in terms of fitness in my own life. Mm, Okay. So now you and I, we've been following each other on Black Girls Run for, I don't know, what, five, maybe six years, as I haven't been running that long. But I remember the first time that we met, it was at one of these like 5Ks for somebody's cause or whatever. But I remember being so excited because your personality and your spirit was just so radiant. It was exactly like it, like you presented on social media. And I was like, huh, imagine that she's a real person who is a real person. So, so that was refreshing. And since then, we've started running together. So I know how I felt about us running together. You share with me and share the importance of having that accountability partner. Oh, wow. You have just uh, set a mouthful, right? In terms of mental health and accountability partner. I think all of those things that you mentioned go hand in hand. So First, I'll go back to just mental health. One of the things that I say is that you can work on the other areas and you can work on nutrition, which is great, but your the, the physical piece, the nutrition and the mental piece, all of that goes together. It just works together. And as far as the accountability goes, 
again, you can do this thing alone. Well, you can try. But if you have a great buddy, a friend, run partner that you can also count on and they can count on you, I think that you go much further and, and longer. And when I mm. say longer, I don't mean in distance. I mean longer in terms of longevity, in terms of your health and wellness, because you all will push each other. And, and Miriam, one of the things that I can say about you is that why I you know, really look forward to running with you and, and hanging out with you in terms of exercise is because I know that although I have my own personal journey and I can motivate myself, but I know that you're going to kick it up a notch. And that's exactly what I need, even though I may motivate others, but I also need people to motivate me. And so I think that that's one thing that you can't ever forget is that no matter where you are on your fitness journey, there's always someone that can help push you even further. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. And I will say that it goes both ways because oftentimes people think, oh, I can't run as fast as that person, or I can't lift as much as that person. It's often that that individual that you may be looking up to may also be going through a hard time, a difficult time. And, and they also are relying on just your presence because just you being there with them can help them dust off the cobwebs of their mind and keep them going just a little bit further and a little bit longer. There've been many times that we've been out on our long runs several times through, through uh, Durham and, and I'm like, she just doesn't know how much I need the company. Company and I need just the fellowship. It is very much mental. You have to be in a, we know that, that running, well, I'm talking about running because that's what we're, that's what we do together. When you're running, it's all about the mental. You got to block out all, everything that's around you and just let your feet and your heart just in your mind, just guide you. They all have to come together. I, I would say that just the company sometimes is what you need at times. Would you agree? Absolutely. I One of the things I look at is how running and mental health in that world, how it really is parallel. Because oftentimes when you uh, work with a therapist and folks come into my office, one of the things that I say in the very beginning is that I'm not here to, to fix you because A, you're not broken, but I'm not here with all of the answers. I'm not here to be the expert on everything. You're the expert on yourself. And in fact, sometimes I may not even have a response. And guess what? They're not always looking for a response. Sometimes it's just the fact that I'm sitting there, I'm present in that moment, and they have someone that they know is giving them their undivided attention. And it's really the same thing that carries over into running. And so you're not always going to be the person to say, okay, this is what you need to do when you get, when you hit the pavement. This is how you should do it. The person isn't always looking for that. In fact, they don't always need that. Oftentimes they already know once they hit the pavement exactly what they need to do or what they want to do. But having you there and having your presence speaks volumes because that's the thing that reassures them that they can go further, that they can mm. go yet another step, that when that moment, when they feel like they've given it all they can and they see you there side by side or somewhere in the vicinity, they know that they can continue. And it's the same thing. Oh, wow. Wow. Now you said, I said a mouthful. That is 
very key to the reason why we just sometimes you need that accountability partner that we talked about. So I want to take people, all of our listeners back through your journey to becoming this fit guru, (laughs) the woman behind the fit talk. And I've enjoyed being in some of your sessions and just the camaraderie that we share and how people, no one feels stressed. You weren't really active as a child, right? (laughs) Wait, did I I, um, just open up Pandora's box? (laughs) I I was actively talking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too. (laughs) Not actively engage in sports, but, you know, but on a serious note, one thing I'll say is that from throughout all throughout childhood and um, throughout uh, high school is that I have tried many different things in terms of activities. Like I wouldn't shy away from trying something, but I can't say that I ever really had a passion for it. Like, so if, a, you know, and again, it's probably going back to actively talking because if I had a couple <laughs> of friends that were, were trying a sport and I saw it as a social hour. So I would try it also. Yeah, I would, I, I was on the middle school uh, softball team. I was on the middle school basketball team. I wasn't good at any of it, but I was on the team. <laughs> so basically you, know, you were had, wasting your parents' money, I was, girl. <laughs> I was, it, was, it was a good, but I had a good time. And I got in exercise, but I had okay. a good time. Because, okay. you know, I was, it was the social aspect for me. And mm-hmm. in high school, I, I pretty much, I was a band, I was in the band. But there, during my freshman year, the band director, I guess he was recruited to also be the track coach. And because he was recruited to be the track coach. (laughs) Then he recruited band members to run. (laughs) To run. Oh, my goodness. So here I am. I'm on the track team. (laughs) And I I did that for one year again. I was no good at it, right? I was literally, in fact, I was the only person on the track team who did not letter. That shows you how I really was no good at it. But I I made it through. I did not letter. But. And, and that's something that stuck with me for a long time, that the oh, fact wow. that I did not let her. So fast forward, after years of, in terms of my activity level being up and down, again, I would join a gym and I would be really good at it for a couple months and then I would fall off. And then I would join a gym again and fall off, you know, so I kept going to that whole roller coaster up and down. And then for a mm-hmm. few years, I just didn't do anything. And then I guess about maybe 12 years ago or so, I, I, I got involved again in, in activities and being active. And the reason I got involved in that was because my son at the time was taking, uh, well, a few things. I like to say that it was the perfect storm. So my son was taking swim lessons and the swim instructor uh, announced to me that she had taken him as far as she could because I didn't swim. Literally, right up probably about that same week, I'd gone to the doctor. The doctor told me that I was going to be just like all of her other patients, that I was on a path to taking multiple medicines because I just did not have a healthy lifestyle. Oh and my. so that I was headed towards like pre-diabetic. My blood pressure was all over the place. My cholesterol was all over the place. And she said, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but that's where you're headed. And I remember leaving out of that doctor's appointment really angry at her. Mm. But then the more I thought about it, she was right because I, I wasn't doing anything. And then I was going into my office seeing clients 
and the clients were coming in. Many of them, women, were coming in presenting with concerns around anxiety, depression, self-esteem, body image, and weight management. They had been giving, in some cases, ultimatums by their doctors that said, hey, look, you're going to have to do something because if you don't, this is a matter of life and death at this point. You have to do something. But they didn't mm-hmm. have the motivation to do that because mm-hmm. they were also struggling with mental health challenges and, mm-hmm. and, like I said, like anxiety and depression. And so all of these things were happening literally at the same time. And I really I went home and I thought about it and I said, you know what, I got to do something different because I need to be here for my son, but not just be here. I want to be here and and have a active you know, life with him and see him. And I want to drive and I want to be able mm-hmm. to run with him and do all the other things that other moms and parents would want to do. And so I thought about it when I went back to see his uh, swim instructor. She said, look, she said, I participated in this thing called the Ramblin' Rose last year. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she and I had a couple uh, conversations about my time in the pool because I had been in the pool before but never really learned how to swim. She said, look, if you do this, this will help get you back in the pool. You can learn to swim, all these other things or whatever. And I was like, you know what? That's three sports. Here I am. I don't even participate in, in anything. <laughs> now I'm going to do three. One of them I can't even do. And I said, okay. So I thought about it and I went home and I made an announcement. And I'll never forget, my husband and my my cousin uh, were both here. And I said, I'm going to sign up for Ramblin' and Rose while I was standing in the middle of the floor eating a snack and not a healthy one either. Oh. So I was eating a snack and they looked at each other and started chuckling. And when they did that, that just set me on fire. And so from that day on, I just was committed. I said, OK, I'm going to do it. I'm all in. And I, I signed up for a like walk run group at the Y. And I had some ladies that were really encouraging, talking about accountability partners. We would meet in the hot summers. We would get on a trail, go out for maybe two miles. I think I was always the last one, but they would turn around and get me. And then I would go back out again. And then when that was over, then I signed up for another program and that I continued with that. And then I would go out with the swim, his swim instructor. She and I became really good friends. She would help me out in the pool because remember, I didn't know how to swim. So she Mm -hmm. would help me out in the pool and then I would help her on the bike because she was weak on the bike. We were helping each other. And I just continued with that. And then from there, I just continued to stay involved, stay active and get involved with other groups and just signing up for 5Ks, 8Ks, half marathons, whatever. So but also during that time, something else was happening. I was changing my relationship with food. Mm. I was no longer feeling compelled to just have it all, to just eat all the things that I wanted just because I could. I was changing my relationship. I was learning about food. I was learning how to read food labels. I was understanding what carbs were, proteins, how much you should have in your daily diet. I was getting becoming educated, basically, in terms Mm -hmm. of nutrition. And that those two things really solidified it. But also during that time, in terms of my clients, once I realized the difference that that it was making in my life when I would go out for these runs, I started bringing that back into the office. That became Mm. the gospel that I shared with clients. It was was more than anything that I had researched or studied during my graduate school uh, training. I realized that my mood was improving. Every time I would go out, I just felt better. Mm-hmm. I felt better. 
And I would share that. And then I encourage clients to give it a try and go on a walk with me during our sessions. And so right. we would walk when we could. We would walk during the sessions. And then they realize for themselves that, aha, I don't have to have Sharon every time. I can do this between sessions. I actually can do this. I can move. And then they started doing that. And then they started reporting the difference it was making. Then I got connected with another colleague. And we team up with the organization here in Durham, Dress for Success at the time. And then they, we worked with some ladies on a um, couch to a 5K. And we did it in groups. And we could see the difference it was making in their lives. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, what well, we can do this thing. We can do that. And so then I continued that. My office is located near the tobacco trail. And I offer that as a service to clients, walk and talk therapy. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it because you've hit on a couple of really key points. And it's something that I've uh, discussed with other fitness. I, I, hate, I don't like using the word gurus, but I like using the term fit friends. So we'll just stick with that. My fit friends, we understand that you have to change your relationship with food. You have to change your mindset and not think of a quick fix. Instead, you need to train your body to do something different. That means being active three to five times a week. And active doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaving the, the gyms, pouring sweat and the same thing with, you know, you, you're running a nine minute mile or a seven minute mile. What we're saying is you have to make a consistent effort at being healthy because if you know rely on doing something really quick like drinking cheese and taking pills and just these little shakes and I'm not talking about your refueling I'm talking oh I'm trying to get into this the size six for this party in a couple of weeks you've not changed your mindset and listening to what you're saying here on this podcast is by offering your therapy sessions, on a walking trail. I mean, so we're discussing what's going on on the inside and mentally, but we're also doing something physically that's good for our heart, our blood pressure and such. Tell me a, a little bit about maybe one of your success stories. If you, I know you can't share names, we're not looking for that, but just maybe someone that has been positively impacted with that kind of therapy. Oh, sure. I had someone that I was seeing, it's probably been a couple of years ago. Well, with the pandemic. Wow. Yeah, we're all losing time. <laughs> yeah, you know, COVID time. Like, COVID time. <laughs> a couple months or a couple years. But yeah, so yeah. maybe it was a couple years now with the, with the pandemic because I had to take a brief pause in the height of the pandemic from in-person sessions. So it was probably right before the pandemic. But I had someone to come in and to really had a history of of depression and just had worked with someone else in the past and just just didn't thought that maybe they were in a good place and they stopped and then things just weren't working out for them and they were struggling a bit and so then they returned back to therapy and and connected with me and we were discussing the fact that they had a history of depression and a low mood and how it was impacting many areas of their life. And they just really didn't feel motivated to do much outside of the bare minimum. And so during this time, I had an idea. I thought, I said, well, would you be interested in, for our next session, going out? And so I said, well, 
okay, I guess I'll give it a try. And so we went out, we had our session. And for one, we had our session. And so we're, we're on the move while we're having this session. And so when we're done, a couple things. I said, we just walked two miles. And they just stopped and looked like, <laughs> what? We went two miles? I said, yeah, we just walked two miles. And then they said, before I came in today, I just really did not feel good at all. And I, I just was questioning everything. But I must say that after this, I just I just feel completely different. Like I just feel like that today actually is going to be a good day. And they went on and then the next session came and then they said, hey, can we go out and do that again? I said, sure. Wow. And so wow. then they were requesting, hey, can we go out and do that? And then the next thing they came in, maybe about, a, it was a month or so had gone by and they said, I've been doing some exercises. I've been doing some workouts at home. I said, oh, wow. And you could just really see the change in the personality that their life was perfect, but you could see the progression. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Those types of stories really are the things that keep me motivated to do this yes. work. Yes. And the walk and talk sessions, is is that how the Fit Talk was born? Because I know you, of course, you have passion for mental health and physical health, especially after, you know, your visit to a doctor. But just tell us a little bit about... I'll tell you this. I enjoy the conversations that you've had, the Zoom conversations with the ladies, kind of around Robin, very laid back. But I like how we're able to glean from one another and encourage each other and share recipes and workout uh, schedules. How did the Fit Talk come into existence? Is it just because you're a therapist or was it from your own life? Tell us about it. It was a combination of all of those things because, like I was mentioning earlier, when that light bulb went off and I started taking that back into the office to share with clients, at that time, I was not in private practice. I was working at at an agency. And I knew then that, okay, this there's something to this, right? Like I didn't necessarily know all the science behind it, but I knew that there was something to this. And I also knew that for me, if I was going to continue to practice as a therapist, that it had to have meaning for me as well, because otherwise it's not going to come off as genuine, right? Like I can go through all the the therapeutic models and I could do all the evidence-based stuff, but I also, it has to have meaning for me. And Mm -hmm. fitness was really just a part of my life. Like it, it wasn't a thing that I just did sometimes. It was a part of my life. And so I started learning more about it. And I knew that I was going to make the switch into private practice. And so I said, okay, if I'm going to make the switch to private practice, the name of my company has to really say it all. It Mm. has to be able to say what I'm about. Like, of course, therapy involves some level of, you know, verbal communication and talking. But also, I want um, folks to know that also wellness is a part of this. Fitness is a part of this. And so then the Fit Talk was really born. And when I looked for my office space, I was really intentional about finding a location that would put me near a walking area. Right. Because, you know, I'll find a way to make things work, but I wanted to be in an area that was really conducive for walking. 
And mm-hmm. so when I found this um, space, it was just perfect because literally I can walk be- behind my office and step right onto the trail. Mm, okay. Wow. That's, I mean, talk about perfect, uh, perfect positioning. <laughs> and if things work out the way that they're supposed to, right? I know that you didn't want to have to have the kind of conversation you had with your doctor, you know, about doing something immediately or else. But when you're faced with those kind of ultimatums and it's like, oh, and I have contact consistent contact with others and I'm supposed to be helping them to improve and I'm not taking care of myself. It, it does kind of become not only an aha moment, but a shame on you moment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to shame you, but you're my friend. And and I feel like we can be, we can be very honest because these are conversations that we've had before. (laughs) We're just bringing it out to the open so that people know that it's okay. We all go through these changes in our lives, right? Absolutely. One of the things I like to say and is that I'm just like everybody else. Every in the sense that I am not I'm not a celebrity. I am not wealthy. I am just like everyone else that, you know, is getting up with responsibilities. I'm a mom, I have a son, I'm a wife, I I work, I'm a friend, you know, I volunteer. I wear many hats and Mm -hmm. I do not have a personal chef. I don't currently have a personal trainer. Not that something is wrong with those things, but basically what I'm saying is I don't have someone in my home basically that will come over and do all the things for me. Like I have to get up and wear those hats and still do those other things Mm -hmm. just like most of us. And so I'm juggling a lot of things. And so it really resonates with me when I'm talking to other women and they're trying to make all the things work. And then one of the things that comes up often, particularly in session, is that I'm exhausted and I don't have the time. Mm. How do I how do I make time to, to, to exercise? How do I make time to do that? One of the things I like to say is this, that you have to treat it like all of your other appointments. Mm. You know, when you have an appointment for your doctor, when you have an appointment to go and, and meet your, your son's teacher, any other appointment that you may have, you have to treat this the same. Most definitely. Like everything, else can't, everything else can't be first and then this is last. Like literally this has to be first. Hmm. I love that because so many times, and I think it's just the way that some women, I'm not going to say we're all raised that way, but I will say that many women, most of my friends, when, when I talk with them, we have these discussions about how we sometimes feel guilted into putting everything and everyone in front of ourselves because we have to take care of the kids. We have to cook the dinner. We have to do our work. Or if we own a business, can't just walk away from that. And we we have to take care of other people. But one thing that is important to realize is that, and, and I will say this in every episode if I have to, because what will happen if you're laid on your back and you're not able to take care of all those duties that you've put in front of a weekly workout or a daily workout, a walk, a jog, or lifting weights, hit, meditation. There are numerous things that you can do. And the good thing about it is that you don't need to go to a gym anymore, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to go to a gym. When we were in the height of the pandemic and many of the gyms were closed, yeah, that may put a damper on things, but that didn't completely stop everything. Because for one, I had what I like to call YouTube University. You can find just about any video that you want on YouTube University to be able to do uh, many of those things in your home with no equipment. The other thing I say is that you can always go back to the basics. Remember when we were in grade school and you did jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, you did all those things and you didn't have any equipment. You can always go back to the basics. So those that does not have to stop you. And so for me, kind of going back to your point earlier in terms of when working with clients and having folks come in and presenting with these different challenges and you're trying to help them work through that. And then you're not even doing these things. You do start to scratch your head and say, wait a minute, but I don't want to be a fraud. I mean, that's the last thing that I want to be is a fraud. Right. And so I at least have to put up the effort because I don't want to ask you or suggest that you do something that I'm not even willing to try. Indeed, you have to be willing to try. That That's the key. Not just saying, I give up before you even start, right? Yep. Okay. That's going to bring me to my next question for you. What advice would you give to someone who doesn't know where to begin? I mean, like they, they know that they need to improve either their physical or their mental health, right? They, they need it. They know they need it, but they don't know how to go about it. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, if you have absolutely no idea of of what you should do, you can always think about in your circle or the folks that you know, who is that one person that's always on the move, that quote unquote fit friend? Ask that person a couple questions. Like, how did they get started? Like, what is it that they did? If you don't know, if you don't have that person in your circle, again, go to YouTube and type that in like, so I want to get started because that'll give you an idea in terms of maybe I need to reach out for re- to a resource and maybe I need to reach out to a therapist. Maybe I need to reach out to a health, health coach or a personal trainer, or I can just find a video on YouTube and start. So that's one thing if you don't have any basis. Now, if you feel like you have a little bit of an idea of some things you could do, but you really don't know which one you should go with first, because there are so many things and you, you've been talking to people at work and people at the church and wherever else, and everybody is telling you about a different thing that they're doing, then just stop for a moment and ask yourself, so why am I interested in doing this? What's my why? And when you mm. when you answer that question in terms of why am I doing this, not why they're doing it and not why they're uh, suggesting I do it, but why am I doing this? That's going to help you get to the next thing of where to st- which one to start with, because you can't do all the things at once. Don't even think about it. Just find one or two things and get. And I always say, get good at, at one or two things first. Just mm-hmm. get good at one or two things. Keep it simple. And then. That's go right. from there. Mm-hmm. 
I love that because I think we were, I think we learned that in like fifth grade, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) And I mean, I know now it's probably not politically correct to say the, you know, that last word, but it it is true. You can't try to do all things at once. You, You have to, don't be, as they say, the jack of all trades and the master of none. And so as you're entering into this fit journey, the first thing that we always tell people, we give them advice to see your physician, make sure that you are physically healthy enough to begin a program and they'll kind of give you some guidance. And then from there, it is really simple. As you said, we can go on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everybody is doing something. Now I would advise that you take the advice of a person who is a certified trainer because you at least have uh, less opportunity and chance of hurting yourself because they will show you, they should show you modified movements. And if that isn't good enough, then you would want to go ahead and join a gym. But just don't join any gym. Again, like you said, what is my why? You can't do what the person next to you is doing because they may be trying to achieve a goal that you're not even thinking about. They may be shooting for the next bigger model what do they call it? The bigger models of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're lifting heavy and they're eating like six times a day, all protein, <laughs> trying to get that muscle mass. And that may not be what you're trying to do. You have to be careful about just following anybody, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. Everything yes. you said, agree 100%. Yeah. As we're starting to come to a close, I'd like you to tell us about who would be a good fit for the Fit Talk and how can more people, you know, our listeners, if they want to learn more about you and what you provide, your services, how can they find you? Okay. So in terms of a good fit for the Fit Talk, as you mentioned earlier, I am a licensed mental health therapist and I'm also a certified health coach. And so in terms of the Fit Talk, If you are someone that you feel right now that you've had some struggles or challenges with uh, your mental health in any capacity, and you think that this is a good time for you to reach out and get some additional support, then by all means, contact the Fit Talk. But if you are someone that feels like, you know what, I feel like the other area in my life, I'm feeling pretty good about things, but I, you know what, it's just something about the, the fitness and nutrition piece. I I think I could, you know, benefit from some support with that. Then you can also reach out to the Fit Talk and I can assist you uh, in those areas as well. In terms of how to reach me, I am online at thefittalk.com. I'm also on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at the Fit Talk as well. And you can also email me, Sharon. S-H-A-R-1-R-O-N at the Fit Talk. And so pretty much if you just put in the Fit Talk, you will find <laughs> You most certainly will find you because I've tried it and I'm like, whoo, girl, this, this yeah, she making sure you find her. That's for sure. <laughs> I have to just say this because it it tickles me because I know you, I know our story and I know what we talk about. And this has not been an interview. This has just been another great conversation. And I really hope that our listeners have learned something that has inspired them to just get up and get started. You 
you gave us so many great nuggets. What is my why? Or just get good at that one or that two things. And most definitely, if you feel like you're struggling, you need to reach out to a mental health professional. During this podcast, we're going to be spending time talking with a collection of experts. And sometimes it'll be a brand or community leader that's helping us all live our best lives. And I have to say thank you to you because you're contributing to that. And we're going to continue to cover everything from sports, fitness, health and fashion, inspirational and empowering stories from all of our neighbors. So these people that we plan to have, the people I plan to talk to, they're going to be right here in our own backyards. And I want to thank all of you listeners who joined us today. If you'd like to be a guest or if you have a topic that you want to hear covered, just reach out to us on social media. And I need to tell you all this as well. The opinions expressed in this podcast are solely my own and do not express the views or the opinions of Omega Sports. This podcast that you just heard will be online anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere. So it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or more. And if you don't see it on your favorite podcast platform, you will soon. So again, thank you, Sharon. You've been wonderful. I've enjoyed having you here with us. And if you, our listeners, have enjoyed what you've heard today, please subscribe, like, and rate this podcast. Rate it, please, 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 please. I need that because it'll help us reach other listeners just like you. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, everyone. And remember to keep running towards your purpose. Thank you for having me.